Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Before we get going on this week's episode of Culture Bites, we've been getting a lot of questions about our annual conference this year, Corinne. Yeah, we have a lot of people been wondering whether we're going to have a conference at all because our conferences are usually physical, but we're pretty excited. We're going bigger and better and we're actually holding an Asia-Pacific virtual conference event. So it's an extravaganza. So it's not just Australia, it's not just New Zealand, it's Asia-Pacific. It's going to be held over three mornings or three days from the 25th of August to the 27th. A slightly different format this time, Corinne. Yeah, we're, they're not full days, so they are story-based, shorter days. So we're going to have two client stories each morning, and the client story is going to be a bit different. We're, the clients are still going to share their culture and leadership story, but then we're going to interview them, Dom, much as we would in a podcast mm-hmm. where we can talk to them about the behind-the-scenes story, so the story behind the story. Then there'll be a break. And then there'll be a, we're having a CEO panel on one of the days and then we're going to have day two and day three will be interactive workshops of 90 minutes. So they're quite short days, but they're filled with a diverse range of stories from our clients from across all different sectors and industries from New Zealand, from Australia, from Hong Kong. We've even potentially got some others coming from the Pacific so this is a complimentary event. So if it sounds like you, you know, we'd love to see you there. Invite your colleagues, invite your friends. More the merrier in Absolutely. a virtual setting. If you want to sign up, we've got in the description of this podcast will be a link to the website where you'll be able to sign up. So check it out. We'd love to see you there. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined on the podcast this week by Corinne Cantor, our head of consulting. Hey, Corinne. Hi, Dom. How are you doing? Yeah, really good. So you and I did an episode a little while ago on self-actualizing style, mm. how to kind of grow it, what is it, and it was a pretty popular episode, and we've had requests to do it for some of the other styles, particularly the constructive ones. Yep. So I wanted to cover one today with you, which is achievement. Yep. So I'd love to talk about, you know, what is achievement? How does it differ from some of the other styles, you know, from a mindset and behavior point of view? And then, you know, most importantly, what can people do to start growing it, you know, if that's where we want to be? How does that sound? Awesome. I love these sessions. They're very pragmatic. Yeah, that's it. That's what we're aiming for. So, you know, if we start from the top then, Corinne, you know, what is achievement? How do you define that? What does it mean? Yeah, I think what we'll try and these, do these sessions, Dom, is actually summarize some of the key points. So mm. from a mindset point of view, the thing that characterizes, the four things that I would say characterize achievement are a belief in cause and effect mm. and the belief that my effort makes a difference. Mm. So I believe that there are, that I'm able to influence and change the things around me. My mm. effort makes a difference. Second thing is self-set standards. So my values, my setting my own goals are part of that agency, individual agency. Mm. The ability, the belief in continuous improvement. So the desire to always be looking at how I can improve myself and improve the things that I'm working on. Mm. 
And the other thing that I think really sets achievement apart from some of the task red styles are mm. the ability to share to share responsibility. Mm. So achievement, even though it's a task oriented constructive style, so it means it's really focused on the task side of the circumplex. Essentially, achievement-oriented people, people who are high in achievement, they're able to share responsibility with others, especially if it's in the service of achieving the objective. The overall mission, yeah. So it's not about me looking good or me creating the perfect outcome or me being in power. It's really about I want to be able to reach my fullest potential and I'm really happy to do that with you. Mm. And I think that's useful to kind of juxtapose, you know, the achievement styles with some of the other ones in the circumplex to kind of give us clarity of what it means. And you first started talking about my if it makes a difference and a belief in cause and effect, right? So things have causes which we can ascertain and, and we can work on those. And it sits opposite dependent in the circumplex, you know, so that's more Less of a belief in my if it makes a difference, right? It's looking outside of myself. It's more of a belief in fate, luck, and chance. Things just kind of happen to me, mm. right? I'm not necessarily in control of things. Which is why I need to take direction from others. Which is why I need to take direction from others. So I think that's really useful. The other one you talked about was self-set mm. goals, right? And that can, well, it can be dependent as well because we're looking outside. But it could also be into that, you know, to juxtapose it with the uh, Red styles, you know, maybe competitive, right? Mm. We're actually looking sideways at what are other people's goals. Yep. You know, what's their standards versus our own standards. Yeah. So exactly. So with achievement, I'm really moving towards a goal that I've set for myself. Mm. And I'm not as concerned with using other people's, checking in with other people to set my that goal. Mm. Okay. So with competitive I'm comparing myself to others, mm. whereas with achievement, I'm just comparing myself to myself, mm. okay, in terms of what's the potential, mm. where can I get to, mm. how do I grow to mm. get to that level. So I always Im imagine a good image for me of achievement is you've got swimmers or runners in a lane, you've got eight lanes, and mm. someone who's really focused on achievement is just head forward and they're really just focused on forward moving. Whereas someone who's maybe more competitive will be checking in, spending time looking at where the people are in the lanes beside mm. them. Mm. So that self-set standard is, and it's interesting because some people think that, you know, they're not, achievement's not interested in achieving a result or not interested in winning. Yeah. We're winners around here, Corinne, so, you know, we're competitive. No, yeah. but that's a, that's a really common yeah. refrain, right? And what I would say is that there's nothing wrong with wanting to win and if you've got high achievement orientation, it doesn't mean that winning's not necessarily part of your… Mindset or… Mindset, yeah. but it's not the primary objective. You know, and one of the things that's seductive about competitive is the idea that if you win you get a great result, whereas they're not the same thing. Mm. In order to win, all you need to do is to beat one other person. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you've actually achieved a personal best. Mm. And that's the difference between achievement and, and competitive is achievement's much more about achieving personal best over a long term. So it's not a today goal. Mm. It's um, not just a today goal. It's really about building towards a 
longer term. Yes, it's performing to my best ability. Correct. And if we do that, we will win. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. If, if, we, if we do that consistently, we'll, we'll win. We'll get results. And also, achievement's also wanting to do that together. Yeah. Okay, whereas some of the perfectionistic and the competitive and the power and the oppositional, what's front of mind there is me and I, and it's yeah. really about how I look. Whereas with achievement, it's really wanting to achieve for me and for everyone. Mm. Remember that sharing responsibility, the ability to share responsibility well mm. with others. Mm. Yeah, so that's the mindset, right? And it's, it's just important to define, you know, be clear on what that mindset is and how it is different. Because I think people get particularly competitive, perfectionistic achievement kind of confused between them. Yeah. You know, so it's it's definitely... And on that, Dom, sorry, it just occurred to me that one of the things that is really helpful in the mindset is to understand that achievement's a satisfaction-based mm. style. What does it mean? It means that I get satisfaction from setting my own standards. I get satisfaction from believing that my effort makes a difference mm. and that I'm an agent in my life, mm. an active mm. player in my life. I get satisfaction from... Problem solving, mm. you know, whereas the difference with defensive styles is I feel more secure if I feel that everybody feels that I'm better than them. Yes. Competitive. I feel more secure if I feel like everybody thinks I never make a mistake. Mm. Perfectionistic. Mm. I feel more secure when I'm in control. Mm. They're very different mm. needs. Orientations, yeah. yeah. Yes. And often, you know, it's it's my... Is it self-esteem? I'm not sure, but rides on if I win or lose with competitive. Yeah. Right? I'm a winner or a loser yeah. kind of stuff, or I am what I do as yeah. perfectionistic. Yeah. Whereas this has a healthier distance between those two things, right? I still have value whether I win or lose. Yeah. As long as I'm putting be- for my best effort, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like that. So if that's the mindset, what mm. about behaviors? Does it show up differently in behaviors? Like how would you see that in someone else? I think you can see someone's achievement orientation by the way they seek clarity about what it is that they're being asked to do. Mm. So they will, first of all, sort of want to seek to understand, okay, what is it that we need to do? Mm. What does good look like? They'll be looking for facts and evidence, knowledge, information to date Mm. in order to help them understand and problem solve. Mm. A way forward. You'll see someone want to establish a plan. You'll mm. see someone involve others in developing that plan. Mm. And you'll see their achievement orientation in the execution of the plan and in um, completing. Yes. And I was just thinking about a breakfast we held some years ago with Darren Lockyer. Yeah, I right? remember that. And what was really interesting that is he talked about, you know, a state of origin. Yeah. Especially the young players were out there really nervous. How am I going to perform today? What's the result going to be? Yeah. Right? The outcome. Yeah. And he always said the important thing was to get them to focus on what am I going to do in the next set of six, you know, yeah. in the next five minutes of play. Yeah. And so it was about breaking it down to the process of the things we do which make us successful. Yeah. All right? If we do all those things well, we'll get the result. Yeah. Rather than being fixated just on the end. Yeah. It was what's the steps to actually get there? How do we break it down? And that's a really, it's funny you should say that because that really sticks in my mind, that breakfast as well, Mm. because I remember the same thing. 
He talked about process, and mm. that's a very strong characteristic of someone who's high in achievement orientation. They're interested in the outcome, but they appreciate that it's the process that will deliver the outcome. I remember Darren saying, if you've got to soak in an ice bath for 19 minutes after a game, you soak for 19 minutes. You don't do it for 18. You don't do it for 17. You do it for 19. Uh-huh. So you don't shortcut mm-hmm. the process. And that's a very clear characteristic of achievement orientation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's seeing those behaviours. I think, you know, it's often people using their initiative yes. as well. You yes. know? So how can I use my initiative to you know, yeah. have a go at stuff, right? That's the my if it makes a difference yeah. stuff. So I think we've talked about it's goal setting, it's finding evidence, information in order to develop a plan, it's executing the plan, having a clear process, it's taking initiative, there's a calculated risk appetite, Mm -hmm. you know, because continuous improvement sometimes means that you've got to do something that you've never done before. But if someone's high in achievement orientation and they see that that is going to be what's required, they'll do it, Mm. but they'll make sure that they've got a clear process that helps them Mm. do that and experiment. Mm. Okay, so if that's the mindset and that's the behavior, you know, if I'm someone, I've got my LSI results and maybe I'm lower Mm. in achievement, either in my thinking or behavior, you know, what can I do to start sort of working on that? What are some tips for, Mm. for those people? I think the first thing is set some goals. So Uh if you're in a work sense, I think in a private sense as well, I'm a big fan of goal setting. And so set some goals for yourself with timeframes and that can help you sort of steer, give you a, a direction, steer you. So I think that's the first thing is set some goals or get clarity on goals. Which is about seeing your own goals. Correct. Right? Yeah. Now, of course- there's some goals where we have to align it with what the organization is looking for and all that sort of yeah. stuff, but it has to belong to you. You've got to own it. Correct. So I think it is about setting your own goals, which is why I think you should apply it to your personal life as well. And also t- to your point, Dom, I think, you know, set some goals that the organization hasn't set for you, mm. but it would be great if you achieved it. Mm. So setting goals is one thing. Developing plans. So sometimes if you're a person that is more intuitive and organic and maybe ad hoc, one of the ways that you can help yourself grow achievement, but also this may help take people on the journey, is to put a plan together that's got the goals, the objectives, and the way you're going to achieve them. So the steps you're going to take to Mm. get there. Mm. So that's the process Mm. bit. And then, you know, so how, and also how will you know that you got there? So plan is really good. I think the other thing one of the things that we talked about is a kind of a, an appetite for calculated risk. So this is about taking initiative. So if you have in your LSI one and two, maybe there's a bit more green and you tend to be a bit more cautious, you don't like getting things wrong, then one of the things that might be able to help is set some small goals that are just low risk, but they still help you to back yourself. So achievement's all about backing yourself. Mm. So I think one of the things that you can do is set some goals that are low risk and then increasing that risk slightly, you know, as you build in confidence. So the more you can get used to taking initiative, so, you know, speaking up, making a suggestion, putting forward a proposal, something that you wouldn't normally do, that can build 
those kind of structures can help build achievement. And I think from a mindset point of view, you know, we talked about a belief in my effort makes a difference. So I think often people don't ever reflect on where their effort has actually made a difference and that's why they don't believe it kind of stuff. So yeah. if we're stuck in that green space, mm. particularly from a thinking point of view, you know, have a think back over the last 12 months or, you know, whatever the period might be. What have I done? Yeah. You know, what have I actually achieved? How did my effort make a difference in that? Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff because I think it's easy. People sometimes get in the mindset where they chalk up their victories to luck or circumstance, yeah. right, yeah. and their losses to themselves and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So try and take an honest review, I guess, of, yeah. well, where was I successful? You know, what did work for me? What and did I do? And that's something you could do every day, a bit of an achievement review. Totally. Like, what did I achieve today? And even down to the day-to-day, set yourself a list, three things that you want to get done, you know, and make sure that it's in your diary. These are all ways of actually practicing achievement. The other thing, too, is to ask for feedback. Yep. You know, be open to receiving feedback on your behavior, your performance, your work, because that is part of the the desire for continuous improvement. Mm. Yes, and I think the the key question I always come back to, particularly when there's a lot on, Mm. is where does my effort make a difference? Yeah, I love that question. It's such a simple but powerful question. Where does my effort make the most difference right now? Yep. You know, because we can all have a million things to do and, you know, it can be overwhelming, you know, particularly in those situations. Where does my effort make a difference? Simple question, but the yeah. answer reveals a lot. Yeah. And I think, you know, achievement, what characterizes it is making choices. Mm. And so, and decision, clear decision making. Mm. And so, where does your effort make a difference is a good way of coming to a decision about where you need to put your energy, effort and time. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. All right, I hope those were, you know, some useful tips for people out there. If you've had experience, either you're, you're high in achievement or you've been able to grow it or something like that, share them. So we'll post this episode on our LinkedIn and we love to get comments on there, you know, people sharing their experiences too. So join us there and, and start the discussion. All right, thanks for your time today, Corinne. Thank you, Dom. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Culture Bites. Just a reminder... We've got our annual conference coming up for 2020. It's on the 25th to 27th of August. There's a link in the description of this episode. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, Email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.